Good morning, Sunday, October 9th. We've got some wins yesterday. Let's talk about today. We're going to start out with an early game. We've got the Giants and the Packers. Packers an eight-point favorite, the game at 42. And we're taking the over, and we're taking the Packers. We're also going to do a same-game parlay so we can sneak out something if uh, that eight is, becomes too much. We're going to go with the Packers to win. The Packers to win in over 35 and a half. We'll pay minus 125 for that but it's worth it for one unit. The other ones are half unit. Still Green Bay minus eight, half unit, over 42 half unit. Why do we like these? You know, the London games typically are going to be pretty high scoring. The overseas games, I don't think I don't think that, that referees have been told to call a looser game. I don't, I don't know why necessarily, but they're higher scoring games. And we know that the fans over there are going to appreciate them. I'm not sure they're, they're used to soccer. They're used to somehow finding a way to be finding enjoyment when a game is zero to zero after it, after the regulation time. So yeah, they're under, they understand that, but for whatever reason, that you know this is a different style of entertainment. They're looking for these points. They're looking for action on the field, uh, picking up when the fans are excited, etc. Now, we, let's not put too much into that. Why should this game go over? A lot of it's because everyone everything says under. If you look at the scores of the Giants games, 41 with Tennessee, 35 with Carolina, 39 with Dallas, 32 with Chicago. But look at the opponents. They have to play defense. They, they have to play defense. They're good defensive teams. The Green, Green Bay played Chicago as well. They beat Chicago at home by 17. New York beat Chicago at home by 8. If you want to look at that as an example, that's an 11-point advantage there. That's a very small example, of course, but it does matter. Green Bay has played Chicago, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, and New England. These are also teams that play defense. New England was sitting there playing without their starting quarterback. And then without their second-string quarterback, they still put 24 points on the Packers. The Packers got 27 on a defensive team in New England. This game is going over the total. It, re it really is. But we have that security blanket of the 35-and-a-half in that parlay, giving us almost a touchdown cushion, the 34-and-a-half which is a definitely better number, is priced accordingly, meaning it's much more juicy, a lot more vig on that one. Green Bay should be able to break out. Now both, again, this game has rookie receivers for Green Bay. It's got missing receivers for New York, which is, again, the reason why the total is as low as it is. But we have to go with the over in this. I don't want to spend too much time on one game. So we move on to Houston and Jacksonville. This is an interesting game. It really is. This is a lot more interesting than I think the odds makers are giving it credit for. So a line of Jacksonville minus seven and 43 and a half for a total. You've got a bad Houston team, which I mentioned last week should be tanking. Appear There's no should be. You shouldn't ever tank, but that's what I think they're doing when you consider the coaching change that they made. This is There's a lot of bad things in Houston right now. But yet I think there's some rotten stuff going on in Jacksonville. Anyway, so Houston ties Indianapolis, a team that was in utter disarray, a team that Jacksonville then beat 24 to nothing. I mean, this consecutive weeks, so that's there's a big difference there. And then you look at the Chargers matchup. Houston loses by 10 at home, whereas Jacksonville whips them by 28 on the road. There's some head-to-head -head matchups there you can't ignore. Uh, Jacksonville has a respectable loss to Philadelphia by 8, 21 to 29. They lose it Washington by six on the road. That's, I mean, losing on the road is never embarrassing in the NFL, but yet 
Washington. I don't know. And Houston, though, had a respectable loss at Denver, 16-9, which shows more of the lack of offense there. And I guess a respectable loss at Chicago in that they lost by only three, and a road loss of by only three is not bad. So, and head-to-head, you would have to say that's why, that's why Jacksonville is favored by a touchdown. They are at home, of course. Now, Houston's own Jacksonville. I think they won eight in a row, but what's in the past is in the past. And that includes Jacksonville's horrible last eight years or four years, whatever you want to say, I guess four years, whatever. But, uh, you know, th- there's there's a way to play this game. I'm just going to cut right to it. It's about a same-game parlay with Houston and points and adjusting the total and taking an under. I'm going to take Houston plus 11.5 and, and under 51.5 at plus 100 for one unit. Now, if you're a little nervous about the 11.5, 14.5 is available. You could do 14.5, 51.5 or 125. We did a 125 with Green Bay, so it's not unheard of. Houston hasn't lost games by that margin here. Their biggest loss is 10 to the Chargers. So 11.5 makes me feel comfortable. It does give you that field goal, two touchdown trade off. And 51.5 is an important number in general in. Um, football the Houston games have gone over once 58 with the Chargers other ones are significantly under 51 and the Jacksonville team has gone to 50 twice 50 twice so 51 becomes fairly important they got 40 48 once as well and again you could look to taking adjust it and take it over but I believe the under is the way to go here between these two teams I think you'll see more offense excuse me more defense than offense and that's the way I'm playing it. I feel very confident in that pick. I think it might be worth more than one unit to take that Houston teased with the under te- with the under tease, but we'll leave it at one. Moving on to Pittsburgh at Buffalo. This would be an easy one to pass on with all the changes. You've got Pittsburgh throwing their rookie in there. Got a little bit of his feet wet last week. He threw interceptions, three interceptions. Not a great day. Buffalo, obviously, a juggernaut. But how do you give up 14 points? in the NFL, which is why this game became interesting, is when I see a team getting 14 points, I want to see if I can make money on that team. And I think we can here. But I don't, I don't want to do a naked bet with plus 14, although there's value there. There is. And I think there's value on the under. Yes, Pittsburgh's missing some defense with Watt, possibly Fitzpatrick. But this is a defensive-oriented team. And how do you win with a rookie quarterback? Well, you play defense. You settle it down, you you close the windows of error possibilities, and you play a conservative game. They have a decent offensive line as well. That being said, Buffalo does not have enough film on the rookie to really get a handle on it. We'll talk about that more in a later game as far as having film and how it can help or or hurt you. Uh, The NFL being as much parity as it has, when you have someone who's talented enough to be in the league, but the other teams don't know how to play it, don't know all of his weaknesses yet, that's an advantage. So I want to play with Pittsburgh. I want to take him plus 21 and a half in a parlay, and I want to do it with under 51 and a half. So we get six points advantage on that total on the total from 445 and a half. And I think that's enough to pull the win it off on this. It is only minus 115. Atlanta visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks trying to end a two-game losing streak, which they will do. 10 points is a lot to give up in the NFL. These two teams are showing signs of, actually, Atlanta's been showing signs of an offense all season. Tampa Bay showed signs of life for the first time last week. 
in a uh, shootout with Kansas City, 41-31. Doesn't really, doesn't really mean a lot with Kansas City's weaker defense, but it means enough. And their other three opponents, Green Bay, New Orleans, and Dallas, are defensive-oriented. So there should be points in this game. Atlanta, 53 versus New Orleans, 58 with L.A., 50 with Seattle, 43 with Cleveland. This game should go over the total. I like the over, but it feels like not enough value there to play. It's not just a field. There is not enough value there to play, although my gut tells me this is a 50-point game. But that's only a gut, and I decided not to bet with a gut on this game. We know the Tampa Bay is going to win this game. Of course, nothing's guaranteed. There's no locks in life. You can't put your everything on Tampa Bay minus 450 on the money line and walk away with the win. You're, you're likely to, but there's no guarantee. There's one way to play it. I know some of you love these and some of you don't, but you're getting information. If you don't like these, you're getting information on leans anyway, but... Tampa Bay minus 2.5 and, and over 42.5 at minus 110 is a very, very solid play. Moving on to the Chargers facing the Browns in Cleveland. Second straight row game for the Chargers. Never easy. It does look like Justin Herbert is healthy. Austin Eckler came alive. Got some touchdowns. Big guy last year for touchdowns. Did something this year. What do we have here? And we got uh, Jacoby Brissett for Cleveland at quarterback, who is certainly not same par by any stretch of the imagination but what you do have is a great running game in Cleveland and an extremely poor running game in the Chargers also they cannot stop the run that's a death knell in the NFL especially as on the road you got you got a situation where they do nothing but pass Chargers that is so this is a perfect perfect layup if you will nothing's a layup but for the Cleveland here to control the clock we're out an already weaker Chargers defense because the Chargers offense is not going to give them any breaks you've got to take Cleveland here and you've really got to take the over in this game in all for all intents and purposes so gonna do Cleveland on the money line the plus three was nice but we lost that it's plus two now there's not a huge value in plus two you certainly they're are games that end at one point. Two is fairly rare. One is fairly common given the way the the, the the point value of different NFL scores, field goals, touchdowns work, and missed extra points, made extra points, et cetera, work out. It just happens that one is fairly common. So you could take that. You're going to pay. You can get a normal juice for the most part, maybe minus 115. Or you can take Cleveland at plus 105, which is what I'm doing because uh, I'm going to have another play on this, and I'll also over 47.5. I will also do a same-game parlay, Cleveland plus 7.5, the game over 40.5 at minus 115. So we're getting a touchdown uh, cushion over the, the line for the total, and we're getting a touchdown in the game, not a full touchdown advantage, but a touchdown in the game. And at home with that running game, that looks like a winning bet. Lions visiting the Patriots. Captain Obvious says the over in this game, and actually we have to go with Captain Obvious. When I say that, you've got the highest scoring offense in the entire NFL with no one really very close in Detroit. 35, 36, 24, and 45 points are going crazy. The problem with Detroit as a team as a whole is that their defense is 
equally as inefficient as their defense is efficient. 38, 27, 28, and 48 points given up. These aren't necessarily good teams. Washington scoring 27, Seattle, Seattle scoring 48 points. How does Seattle score 48 points on anybody right now? Minnesota 28, Washington 27, Philadelphia 38. I, I'll give them the Philadelphia one there, but in any event, they're not going to stop anybody. Of course, what kind of who, what quarterback is actually playing for the Patriots? That's a problem there, and they'll have a little bit of film on them, Detroit that is, to try to improve that defense. But yet at at uh, New England, New England should be able to score a lot of points on Detroit. I, don't, I just don't see that stopping. I don't I don't see any, any see anyone stopping the Patriots today for Detroit. Uh, but Detroit's going to get theirs. Certainly, Bill Belichick is not somebody you want to mess around and find out with, so to speak. You'll figure out a way to do something to this Detroit offense with Goff. But I don't think he can do enough to keep this game from going over the 46. Additionally, we have to we have to take Detroit here in a same-game parlay. Detroit plus 10.5 and, and over 38.5 for the game. And you could move Detroit up to 14.5 and, and move that total up if you're more confident in the total and less confident in Detroit. And, of course, you can do whatever you want. You could uh, take the Patriots and tease them in a way. I think that Lions are set up here to at least be competitive. They've been competitive all season, four games in. They lost by three, four, and three. Those are the three losses. So I think the 10.5 is more than generous, and it gives us more cushion on the total just in case Bill Belichick's game plan is better than we think. Um, the Patriots have not beaten it. They've only won one game, and that was by three on the road at Pittsburgh. So this being at home, they, they should pull out the win, but I, I just don't think I don't think they can cover 10.5. And, and again, there's a possibility that, that the Lions get this done with a third-string quarterback. We give sometimes we give Bill Belichick too much credit. He, he's great at what he does, but we can give him too much credit. Niners visiting the Carolina Panthers. Come on here. This, this one's almost too easy, which almost made me not want to play it. Under 39.5 is a rock-solid play. San Francisco minus 6.5 is almost as rock-solid. And more rock-solid yet is the same game parlay. San Francisco to simply win this game no matter how you do it. And under 46.5 at minus 110. That's all I really have to say on that game. Bengals visiting the Ravens. Boy, this one's an interesting game. I have a feeling that Cincinnati might come out with the upset win here. I really do, but yet I'm not going to be able to bet that. I'd love to be able to bet Cincinnati plus three points. You're getting three points. Worst case scenario you're thinking is that on the road you lose by a field goal and you don't lose any money. The over also looks very appealing here. Not to go with a little bit of a that that feeling in your stomach that says you're not going against Baltimore at home here. That being said, I'll tease a number here. I'll take Cincinnati plus ten and a half. And the game to go over 41 and a half at minus 110. I really do like the over in this game. I just, I feel like the only, the way that Baltimore keeps this close, excuse me, that's not right, the right way to put it. The way that Baltimore wins the game is by keeping it a defensive game, which then also obviously helps us with Cincinnati plus the 10 and a half. And again, I, I feel like there's a chance 
that Cincinnati just wins this game. It's a plus 145. I feel like I might want to put some on there, and I'm going to adjust and look into that later. But for now, the plus 10.5 in Cincinnati looks really solid, and the over the adjusted line of 40. I'll hold off on Monday night football. That one is a very intriguing game, and I've got plenty, obviously, way too many NFL games already. It's just there's value, so we're playing them. One more game. There's no hockey. Uh, snuck out a win on that one yesterday. I don't think I mentioned that in the podcast, but I did take Nashville. Maybe I did. Anyway, Mets at home versus San Diego. Winner advances. We've got Chris Bassett going for the Mets, Joe Musgrove for San Diego. That's who San Diego would have wanted for the most of the season. Bassett really was pitching fantastic. He was the best pitcher on the Mets for a little while there when you had the two big guns out for an extended period of time. What we have here is Bassett not pitching quite as well and Musgrove getting back to the groove he was on in the beginning of the season where he was unhittable. Really, he was. And he's doing that again. But there has to be some gut involved here and there definitely has to be something to consider. It's not a pitcher's only game. Starting pitcher in baseball is extremely important and it becomes even more important in the playoffs. But this offense for the Mets, I think, is going to outclass the Padres. I would have liked to seen the Padres do something. I don't want to see a team become great just by spending, but it's not like the Padres didn't spend either. They spent quite a bit, so that's, we can't really hang our hat on that. And that's not really how you make or lose money in baseball is by wondering who should win and wanting one team to win more than the other. So there's one way to play this in my mind, and there is, I will say, a little bit of gut involved in this. The gut's been working pretty good on baseball. So really cranking it up here in this small amount of time we've had in October. Let's not put too much stock in that, though. Let's be realistic. I'm going to split this bet up. I'm going to take the Mets to win on and on on the money line and over 2.5 at minus 115. You could just take the Mets money line, but it's moving up on us. So this one, be hard to see this game going 2-0 to, you know, to zero or 1-0 to zero or something like that. So over 2.5 seems pretty well locked in, so we'll save a little bit of money there. And then just in case Musgrove just keeps dialing it in, we'll go Mets plus 1.5, but we have to go to over 4.5 in this game to get the win there. But 3-2 to two Padres gives us a win there, and we push on the day. Well, it's a little bit of big, but that's what I've got. Best of luck.